get started. Well, Taj, now that we've got all the technology out of the way, welcome to yeah. welcome to uh, the Capoeira in Canada podcast, a little COVID project that uh, kind of came to mind before Christmas. And uh, <laughs> so today we've got Contramesse Pernina, who lives in Laval. Laval is, tech, I guess, Laval, Quebec. It's not a, it's not a suburb of Montreal, right? Yeah, it's Quebec, yeah. Uh, it's kind of uh, 10 minutes from Montreal. Yeah, it's close. I know some people probably consider it a, a, a suburb, but it's it's its own entity. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. First off, Contremesse, thank you for your time. This is, uh, it's an honor to me to be able to sit and just have a one-on-one with you and to, for me, and to learn a lot about who you are, where you came from, what's your history in Capoeira, you know, how you... Uh, how you came to, you know, live in, in Montreal or rather in Laval. And and uh, it's an opportunity for you to share with, not only just with me, but eventually um, with anybody who decides to uh, check out these interviews and, and learn more about who is in Capoeira, who's teaching in Capoeira, who runs academies and, uh, and a little bit about them. And maybe even people local to you, We'll discover these interviews, and uh, it'll help them, you know, help guide them to, uh, you know, discovering Capoeira and and finding out what we have discovered, you know, and love. So, let's get started. Let's let's talk about, you know, what brought you to uh, who is who is Contra Mese Pernina? Where is he from, and 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 uh, what's he doing? So what's up, brother? So thank you very much for welcome for the podcast. I'm appreciate. Um, so I'm from Brazil, Salvador, Bahia. Um, I started Capoeira long time ago. I was eight years old when I started Capoeira. My first contact with Capoeira was Capoeira Street, you know, because at that time I didn't have a. a condition to pay uh, to train capoeira mm-hmm. in the academy. So I saw capoeira in the street that I was going to train uh, acrobatics in the beach. And then uh, the first time that I have the real contact with capoeira uh, was uh, in, a, in a little project in the school. Um, one of my friends, um, he bringing me to the school and say, hey, come, I want to show you something. You know, when I got there, I say, oh, man, yeah, I already see the capoeira. I'm training a little bit like in a, in the street. Nobody's it's not the same thing, blah, blah, So then I start to follow the project. Then I start to train capoeira. So, and then uh, my first mastery was Paulo de Zanger. was my first master. Like, he was like the one that introduced capoeira for me, capoeira Angola you know, mm-hmm. a little bit regional. And then uh, as uh, as uh, years go on with Capoeira, I get more like exciting, interesting. I want to learn more and I want to kind of leave it from that. You know, I want to I say, I want to be a Capoeira teacher. I want to be a Capoeira. Capoeira is something that I want to do for the entire, for the, my entire life. Then Paulo de Zanjo, his, his, his pathway, and then I was, I got a, I got a sad because it was the guy that I, that I really kind of uh, uh, 
given the opportunity to train capoeira, especially for free now, like because I have no money, but I have to be there in an academy early, clean the academy, cut the tire, make the the wires for the beating bow. So when he's passed away, it was very sadly, and then I stopped capoeira for one year because I need to kind of uh, reconnect. Then I started to capoeira with Mestre Um Por Um, which was like another capoeira Angola, you know. But uh, Mestre Um Por Um, he was, uh, has a job, and his job was like sometimes taking him like to go away for a long time and come back, you know. And I was like, you know what? Uh, uh, with Mestre Um Por Um, I stayed like at least like two, three years. Then I went to train in the Topazio. Okay. So in the Topazio, I it's when I kind of learned that Capoeira Regional, Capoeira a little more, Capoeira a little bit more kind of a strong, um, more fighting. Yeah. Uh, it's when I kind of uh, the the Topazio pushed me to train Jiu-Jitsu. So and then I started to train Capoeira in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and then uh, with the capoeira, I start with the topaz. I start to be uh, doing capoeira shows, you know, in the Solado Union, um, which is like a, we do uh, every night two shows for the for the people that come in Brazil and Salvador as a tourist, you know. Uh, okay. Yep. So, and that was good. That's like it's a little bit the story of uh, me being capoeirista, and I was I always I always been capoeirista, always. That, I never that uh, that time when you were when you started doing those shows in Salvador did you is that when you also kind of started to develop your love as a being a performer well uh, honestly I was already in love to be a performance because uh, when you do capoeira in the street it's kind of a performance because everybody's around to see you you know yeah. people see you you know, and then like I was playing capoeira like in the Mercado Modelo, uh, in a, uh, a Igreja do Bonfim, in the little part down in the little uh, Igreja do Bonfim. Sim, so sim. I was give, uh, I was doing performing in a um, Pelourinho, Pelourinho on the um, no Terreiro de Jesus, okay. So all this location is a kind of a. a a point of a tourist and you know, other people come so we play a hard capoeira <laughs> but at the same time the tourists they didn't know what is be hard and be uh spectacular you know yeah, be show yeah. so so for me i was trained capoeira i was performing but i, I was trained capoeira i was play, i was training my game so after that um i decided i really want to to do capoeira as a as a performance, I want to leave it from Capoeira, and then I get to uh, the opportunity to work with um, um, different companies, you know, uh, different like uh, dance uh, companies in Brazil. Okay. I, I did with uh, uh, um, Alô Bahia, which is one of the companies that are the most given the opportunity uh, with the uh, Mestre Sejão, Mestre Sejão, he's a capoeirista, but also he was a, uh, the owner of the group. So, and it was him that I gave an opportunity to me being not just a capoeirista performer, but also a dancer performance, you know, like, so 
And then I, from there, I never stopped. I never stopped. I never stopped in one second. I always been kind of a capoeirista, training, training home, training outside, training the gym, training everywhere. Yeah. And then um, I've been training capoeira. Well, I've been more than thirty, <laughs> more than more than thirty years of doing capoeira. Now, like nice. it's nice. like, and then I, with those thirty years, I have uh, the amazing opportunity to meet people. Great capoeiristas, amazing masters, you know. Uh, I step in the big stages as a capoeirista, you know. So, um, and this for me was like very, 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 very kind of a amazing, yeah, you know, to be a part of it, you know. For sure. And I think, you know, for those who don't know, um, Cotamese Pernina also for a number of years, actually, when I first met you, you, um, you had just been on a break from your your job at the time. Um, you uh, were working, I believe you still do, but you were working for Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yes. There's some uh, there's some really cool footage of you, uh, so people can if, for those of you go Google it, look up on YouTube. You'll find Coach uh, Pernina on stage. Uh, it was Ka was the big show that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It was a show that I want to be there so badly, you know, and then I never have an opportunity. I always been training for that show, mm-hmm. always, and never got an opportunity. <laughs> and one day I was in Pennsylvania working in a summer camp with my sister. We are we are in, a, in, a, in the supermarket. And then I received this call from my best friend, which is a capoeirista and also performer for Cirque du Soleil. Well to Lima Palhaçada. I don't know if you have heard about this. It's another capoeirista, a Brazilian guy. And then he's called me. He said, man, I have an opportunity for you. I say, for what? I say, yeah, uh, do you want to do audition for Ka? Because I was going to Las Vegas to the to the jiu-jitsu competition. Uh, and I say, okay. and I say, okay, no problem. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm in. He said, okay, so I need you to send a video of you doing capoeira say hey i don't have a video i'm in a supermarket now <laughs> and he say he say to me i don't care make a video for me now and then i was in the middle of the supermarket and the supermarket started to play capoeira flip it, play with the, all the flutes you know send the pic the video <laughs> the artistic director she was like I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's so he's he's fun. I like him. Awesome. I want his kind of a dude. So then I come to Las Vegas. I did an audition, and uh, it was fantastic. You know, uh, it was an amazing experience to do the audition. Just to do the audition, I didn't expect that they're gonna call me, but I did the audition, and then love it. And they say to me, this was in September, and they say to me, don't expect, to, don't don't. Don't expect, uh, don't, um, what did he say? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if we call you to come in October. And I say, well, I can't come in October because uh, I have uh, the kids' patches out, you know, yes. because, uh, you know, as you know, I have in my school, mm-hmm. you know, in Canada. Um, it's something I, I'm going to talk about on my school, you know. Yeah, to finish exactly. it with Soleil, finish it with Soleil, I got an audition. And then uh, they send everything for me from Montreal, for, to, from Las Vegas to Montreal. Then I have to be to the Circus uh, de Soleil headquarters here in Montreal. 
I went to there to learn my makeup, all the measurement. When I get there, amazing surprise. I was gonna do the backup for the capoeirista, for the jester, which is the capoeirista, the main character jester, which uh, I was always wanna do that correctly, you know? And then I got the opportunity to work for Circuit Solar Car in Las Vegas for five years. It was an amazing experience. Before I did the Lanuba, which is another show, okay. but I was doing flying trapeze, was doing nothing <laughs> as a martial art. It was more like every hour stuff. And that's just like with the COVID, all the shows stopped. Yeah. I want to come back to Canada, you know, and that's it. That's how that I finish it. Uh, that's how I finish it. You know? That's how I pose. I put a pose in my career with Circuit Soleil, you yeah. know. Gives you a chance to rest and focus on other things as well, right? Oh, yeah, because I'm telling you, like, um, it's very nice to be a performance for Circuit Soleil. I love it. I tell you to people, like, it's an amazing experience, but uh, it has injuries. Yeah. And because of me, I hate injuries. So I, as soon as I have injuries, I want to kind of already speed up the process to be healing. Yeah. And sometimes the body needs more time, you know, but I don't listen to the body. Yeah. I want to listen like it. I want to listen, listen to my your heart. heart you know? Yeah, yeah. I listen to my heart, you know, so I want to go back to the stage performance, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a fantastic four and a half, almost five years experience nice. with Circuit Soleca in Las Vegas. And then uh, I'm so grateful and I have a big gratitude for my best friend, Wellito to call me and to me, to introduce to me. Cool. Cool. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit about, uh, how you first came to Canada and, and Laval in particular. Um, well, yes. Uh, when I come to Laval, so I, I was working in Club Med, now Club Med. Mm -hmm. And then in Club Med, I met my, my ex-wife, you know, and we have an amazing relationship and we kind of, uh, uh, want to to put in a, 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 a school together, you know, a school. And then uh, she say, you know what? We can do Capoeira Jiu-Jitsu, we can do Zumba. I yeah. said, yeah, then uh, that's how I started. I come because her family is from here, she's from here. Mm -hmm. And because like, you know, Brazil is a wonderful country. I love Brazil, but uh, uh, in terms of opportunity, to work is minimums, you know, is in a, and 10 people to get an opportunity as a job, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's the reality, you know, and reality is reality. So you can, you can run from that. And that's why I come to Canada and I'm already have a 10 years here in Canada very grateful for this country uh i really don't don't matter about like the weather the weather for me is not problem i love the snow i love this <laughs> i've been in uh, all different weather snow um very hot very cold very kind of wind very, like been so many countries different crazy weather that are you know everything god's give it to me i take it i don't complain that's it <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, sorry, where was I? Tell me. Uh, tell us about a little bit about the the history of 
for brother let's go yeah i mean you already kind of touched on it with um you and and your ex uh, you have to excuse me i forget millie's apellido i believe it was uh zangada zangada okay. zangada so yeah like tell us a little bit about the the history of the academy you two started um oh my god it was fantastic millie she's she was like in my right and my left hands i'll tell you like he um i I was like the heart of the school and Millie was the body, you know what I'm saying? So like he, I was in charge for all the classes, uh, all the workshops and all the performs and she's in charge for all the, 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 um, the talk with the parents, you know, the one-on-one talk to the parents, like the organization, all the, uh, the, the money, the money rises, go in, go out, all this part, you know, that uh, it's always good to like to have like two people is better than one. That's for sure, you know. And with her, we are very kind of a, like a puzzle. We doing, we didn't like in a, such an amazing job. Uh, and then um, we, we have a lot of students, like just for kids, I will tell you, I will have like 125 kids. Just for kids, I have to do like two batches out in a year. Mm-hmm. One for kids and one for adults, you know, because I couldn't ma- put it like both together because I, I, otherwise it's going to be all day long batches out, which I don't, which I don't mind, you know. But who is not, <laughs> but who is not capoeirista? It's like after like, you know, they watch it, they want to do, they cannot do it. So, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? So, but um, yeah, the school went super well all those years, but I know. I don't know. I know because uh, me, me uh, going to work with Cirque du Soleil, I was taking the risk for 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 lose some students. Yeah. But I have I have a different vision. You know, everybody know Pernia Capoeira. Everybody everybody knows. You know, but I. I want everybody to know me, not just as a Pernia Capoeira, but I want everybody to remember I'm the Capoeirista that I work in Cirque du Soleil and that represent the Capoeira community, you know? So that was my intention, you know? And that's why I did that, like, for four years. And then I know that I lose a lot of students because I was not present, but this is part of life, you know? Yeah, I always say yeah. to the people, you know, I'm not losing I'm win or I'm learn, and then I did learn a lot, like from be far away from from my school, from home. But I, like I said to you, I take everything God gives to me, and I'm not complain. Nice. You know, but uh, the the school, the school went uh, super well. Uh, even like with the COVID, you know, we have some kind of a classes outside, but uh, unfortunately, um, COVID. Uh, COVID is not a bad thing. I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as a, a, a big lesson, you know? So I see, this is like my my own opinion, of course. you know? And then I respect everyone's opinion. But for me, COVID was the most big lesson that I have in my entire life, you know? And then uh, I'm still learning, and then uh, I'm still kind of... Uh, uh, grow as a person, as a professional, as athlete, and as a coach and teacher. So yeah, yeah. It, it has imposed uh, a lot of challenges, and and I, 
I think I can agree with you as far as um, it's a good thing as far as a lesson for us uh, as a humanity uh, on a large scale, right? Um, But also on personal levels, it's um, it has certainly forced many of us to engage in new challenges, right? And being isolated or, you know, in our lockdown situations and, and then also looking at, um, you know, the impact of, of, to those of us who are running academies, um, you know, I'm sure I know the situation in, in Quebec with their recent announcements, things are getting even more strict with the rules, you know, um, it's certainly challenging. Um, let's talk a little bit about your connection with Mr. Um, Penina and Equipe Capoeira Brasileira. How did it, well, how did that connection come about? Well, uh, Mr. Penina, it's he's not just a master. He's a he's a an amazing friend that God's given to me. That's Capoeira's given to me. Uh, the first time I connected with Mr. Penina, uh, I come to his academy. You know, and then uh, the welcome was fantastic, you know, and we connected right away. Uh, that time, uh, I was not uh, uh, anymore with Topazio. I was with my own school, okay. with it was uh, uh, Arte Guerreira, was the name that me and Millie we create for the school. But uh, I'm somebody that, I'm, you know, I, I always give it a try. I never, I'm, I never scared to try again or to, to restart again, you know. So my, my father, my father always said to me like this: If it takes ten time to work one time, it means you are in a good direction, you know, because it work, you know. Yeah. And then with Mas, with Maspinia, um, the connection that we had, uh, it was his. First of all, like he, he's accepted me in his school uh, with my capoeira style, different capoeira style, you know, and he never judged, you know. He's like, he just say, you know what, um, you have a, a topaz style, now you got a this style, and you're going to combine, and you're going to create your own style. And he was very okay with that, you know. And then um, we... I was not even his student, and he said, let's go with me to an event. And I went to an event with him, and I went to an event uh, in New York with him that it was um, uh, Messi Lampeas Batizado. Then I, after I went to uh, Pica Paus Batizado in uh, New Jersey, mm-hmm. that I was uh, with uh, Grandi. So, and then I've I been kind of a travel with Mespinia to... Um, to uh, all the other cities here in Canada, and then we connect, and then I ask him, like you know, if you, I could be part of in his school, you know, and then uh, and then the, the changes it's have to be kind of a uh, slow, you know, it cannot be fast, you know. So, and then um, I have my, I was that time I was a teacher, so I take my corda, I give to him, and I get like a crua corda. Mm-hmm. And I say, whatever whatever chord that you want to give to me, I accept, no problem, you know? Because I already have my title, teacher. Everybody knows, Penia, you know, uh, Capoeira is a teacher, you know? And then, uh, and that's thinking like of, uh, honestly, for me, teacher, contra mesh, mesh, that doesn't blow my mind, 
you know, it doesn't blow my mind. What does blow my mind is like being a capoeirista, train, have a good analogy, sherry capoeira. And that's, that is me with Maspenia. We have a freaking good connection, you know. Uh, I'm in one of the, his uh, new students. Out of all his older students, I'm in the one that I almost... I'm almost all the time in his, not now because of the COVID, but all the time I was there, Wednesday, Friday, we talk about capoeira, we have a pitch together, we have a little beer together, finish the training, we sit, you know, we talk. And this is like fantastic because we we talk as a friend, as a uh, mastery and a student, um, as a brother, you know, as a business person, you know, so this is like a, a fantastic connection that we have, me and him. And then uh, I'm very grateful for him. And, and uh, I'm very happy that uh, uh, he's in here in Montreal. And uh, he's a fucking amazing couple of this. You know? <laughs> it's, sure. like, it's, it's like, <laughs> like, I have the opportunity to train one on one with him and play with him. It's like, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, how, I know. I, I can agree with you. Taking workshops with him, there's always a little bit of he, something new that you're like blows your mind, right? Yeah, he's kind of uh, flap. He's he's just like this, you know, and that is good. That's good. Yeah, it is definitely kind of neat. Neat. So um, so let's talk about some of the challenges of um you know, starting and maintaining an academy, specifically here in Canada? Like what what have been, or maybe there's one or two challenges you've encountered over the years um, having uh, run your own academy um, that maybe, you know, stick out in your mind, you know, that have been like the biggest, most difficult challenges. But it, I, mean, I don't have it. <laughs> you guys have had a lot of success I in Laval, that's for sure. There's Well, I... I'll... I'll tell you, um, challenge, challenge depends the ways that you see them. I always say to the people, like, challenge make you growing. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? So, challenge make you grow. If you have no challenge, you're not growing. And if you take a challenge as something very hard, so forget about it. You're not going to be succeed because a challenge will grow you as a person, as a human being as a professional and me and Mili, um we never have a challenge you know so like um we always pay our rent yeah we always have like our students and um, by the way my students in aval it's like they every time they blow my mind because uh, they're good they are good, man. Not just good as a capoeirista, but good as a heart good and people. mind. Yeah. You know, good people. You know, and this is like amazing. So you, you cannot be succeed. You know, if you see challenge as something like a negative, and when you have like a positive students with a good attitude around you, it makes it easy. Honestly, I never have. A, any challenge, any problem. Capoeira always, I, I always take Capoeira as a, um, my, 
I would take Capoeira as water. You know what I'm saying? Capoeira for me was always a, a water because we need the water. So and when you drink water, you feel good. So Capoeira for me was like this, you know, every day I teach, I feel good. I play Capoeira, I feel good. And I'll tell you, I was missing to when I was in, in, in Las Vegas, I always miss it to teach Capoeira, you know, because I like, I want to be with my student, but I have like a, I have a goals. I have a goals that only me knew what is the goals. But yes, no difficulty, no hard time, never hard time, you know. Good, good, good. In with your time in Canada and and teaching and practicing Capoeira here, have in your opinion has Canadian culture had any influence on Capoeira here? In your well, um, let me tell you, um, most of my students, uh, um, honestly, I have a mix of students now. So, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest sports in, 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 in Canada is the rock, is the hockey, right? Yeah. So, so, um, and then after the second start to come like the the, the gymnastic the 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 all the the, the old martial art capoeira uh, I don't say that uh, Canada have any influence it did have an influence I, it's not as big as that uh, when you are in Brazil you know mm. because uh, in Brazil, everybody kind of a vibe capoeira as you vibe capoeira. You know, here is a kind of adaptation. I vibe capoeira different than you gonna vibe different than other person. You know, and it, this is okay. You know, because some people want to be capoeirista, some people just wanna be a uh, trained capoeira. Right. You know, the some of the people want to kind of uh, just be there, feel the vibe. And out, yep. and it's okay, you know. But uh, uh, most of my students, uh, they are mixed. It's, it's like I have Asians, I have like uh, uh, Russians, Ukrainians, uh, Africans, like <laughs> Canadians, Brazilian. You know, it's a multicultural my school, you know. And uh, I think it, each one of those person making like an uh, impact in my school, you know. That influence as a them coming, speaking about the school, that's the influence that uh, I would say Canada culture, you know, because we we have we are we have a lot of a culture here, you know. But it's like each culture do your own thinking. It's different capoeira is not just Brazilian. Capoeira is everybody. It's all the nationality, culture together, okay? So I don't just have Canadians come to my capoeira, you know? So 50-50, I would say, 50-50, <laughs> you know? I can't say, like, I'm not going to lie, you know? So, like, I got to be honest, you know? Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I I always been welcome to this country and welcome for the people, you know? But I got to be true, you know? Nice, nice. Do you have any advice for someone who um, is maybe thinking about uh, starting an academy on their own? Maybe they've reached a point where they've um, 
you know, they've been given the nod from their teacher, whoever it may be, and they're thinking, I'm going to go to a new city and, and start doing, you know, and start building an academy there and, and building a capital community in a new place. Any advice for someone who's thinking about that? Well, I have two advice, you know, because uh, before I have one advice, but with the COVID, I learned something, <laughs> you know, they have two advice, you know. So, first of all, I had my own academy, my own school be, uh, uh, below my apartment, okay? So, I was renting the place. Um, and then I was here for five years in this place, okay? Which is uh, when I get this location, Mili, she did an, a, such a great job because uh, we, we, we make the Capoeira, the academy, the place looking at a martial arts school, okay? Capoeira, Jiu-Jitsu, Zumba, mm -hmm. Yoga, everything. So I was never scared, never. That's one thing. I was never scared to invest in Capoeira. I was never scared to invest in my school. Okay, that's why I was like the past five years like Cirque du Soleil because uh, the name that I was going to get, it was going to kind of uh, push the name of my school a little bit more higher and the capoeira. Okay, so my first advice it is make sure uh, what is your location, okay, uh, how many hours of work you put in capoeira because uh, there's uh, two ways. Some people can have a school, but I don't live from Capoeira because they have another main job, but they like to give a class. Right. That's one thing. Nothing wrong with that. There's the other thing. You have a no a main job. Your main job is be a student, uh, be a teacher. So you need to think Capoeira 24 hours when you are not, when you want the Capoeira uh, mood. When you're off, Day off, forget about the word. But when you're there, you have to be there. You're there. You have to be there. You have to be there twice. Yep. In presence, you have to be like in a body and a soul. It's important. Um, I've been talking to a lot of friends, you know, a lot of friends that are kind of uh, have a transition from one group to another group, uh, uh, from rent uh, a place to go and have a their own place, and they say, you know what? Give it a try. Give it a try. Take a chance. <laughs> Take a chance. It's it's like you you won't know the answer unless you actually ask the question, right? Exactly, because like like um, I can't tell you you're gonna be succeed if you kind of uh, don't try. If you if you put a hundred percent every day, mm -hmm. you're not scared. You know, the challenge coming, hashtag, the challenge coming, banda, the challenge that you know, and you keep moving forward, you're definitely gonna be successful. But if you have a freaking pandemic and you need to close your school because you're not making money, do it. You know, don't think with that. Think with that. You gotta be smart about it for sure. Because that's what I did. When I moved to Canada in June, last June 2020, okay, so I have a conversation with Mili Zangada, and, and I said to her, you know, I, I'm going to close the, the, the location. She said, no. I said, no, I'm going to close the location. I say, I told her, look, this COVID is not going to finish. This is going to be a long love story. 
you know, <laughs> I see. It's gonna be a long, long story. So. Like a like a novella, right? It's just gonna go on and on. <laughs> like a novella. <laughs> then, then I give it the location for the lady. I pay what I have to pay. Was the rest, and I was very, very relieved. I give a capoeira for the first time in the parkies, and it was fantastic. Fantastic! My student was like, have a, a blast because we are in the park. The weather was fantastic, you yeah, know, we and got it was lucky. very good. We had a beautiful summer here across Ontario. And yeah, Quebec. we got lucky. And then, then the people say, Perninha, how do you feel to close your school? I say. I'm feel okay. I'm feel fine. I'm feel relief. I say, guys, I think with my mind. I don't think with my heart. I, as much I love my school, as much I love my company, as much I love the, the location that I set up, you know, because I set up in a big school and I have to destroy all the wall, put everything back like it as a zero. It's okay. I'm going to do it again. You know, when the old Spanenke finish, like my father say, if you do one, you can do two, you can do three, you can do four. Okay, so don't be scared to kind of uh, uh, cut off on a project that is, doesn't give you money. To be. You're gonna be reality. You know, you gotta yeah, eat, exactly. you gotta pay your bills. You know, so it's special. If you live as I was live, I was capoeirista, I work in Circuit Soleil, but I always been capoeirista. I always been thinking about my school, you know? So, and beside this, I have like, you know, that time I have a wife, I have to pay things, you have to, my yeah. family in Brazil, I have to pay, you know? So like, I gotta be smart. And then when I close the school, all my friend, man, wow. And I'm not regret nothing, yeah. nothing. But Zero I, regret. It's it's fair to is it fair to say that though the Ecole da Masio Brésilienne de Laval it's it's uh, just because it's closed right now it doesn't mean that it's closed forever. It will be back. Oh for sure. Yeah. For sure. It could I'm gonna tell you something. Um I I cannot go work for Circuit Soleil for any company now because uh, I'm in kind of uh, my passport uh, process. I have to stay two years consistent consistently here in Canada. Ah, okay. So I'm going to blow the mind of these Canadian <laughs> people here with Capoeira. As soon as this pandemic, as soon as, soon as COVID say, you know, I got, I'm good, I'm going vacation. <laughs> Boom. I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to travel all around Canada doing Capoeira. And, and then you know what? Like I supposed to have a, a, on a big workshop in an Asian I have like seven, six countries that I have to go give like a Buddha workshop, you know, in Asia. And then I can't wait because uh, what is the pleasure to be a capoeirista? Somebody invites you from another country, another language, another country. Absolutely. Because they, because they are interested to learn your martial art country. Man, this is like, a, this is beautiful. Thank God, you know, <laughs> so... That's my advice. If you wanna buy, if you wanna open a school, do it. Try, you know. And if you have a pandemic and you have to close it, close it. No problem. Sure. That's it. You and, know? and like you said in the beginning, face challenges. You know, there, there, you're gonna experience challenges, but don't, uh, don't let them bring you down. Just, just deal with it, right? Just deal with just them. Just deal with it. Just do. 
yeah. just deal with them you know <laughs> that's what something right. that i'm talking with that's something that i talk today uh, every day with my masters you know yeah. uh, i have a few friends that are they have a school like paraiba socket uh budoi mortal you know uh well doing so those people we always talk about that you know and, and then uh they always say, I can't believe that you kind of, uh, you close your academy. I say, yes, I did. I did. Oh, <laughs> nice. that's it. That's I it. was, I would do it again. Nice. So I was, um, usually what I like to ask at the end of this is like, tell us about one of your most memorable or proudest moments at your academy. Um, but I'd like to add to that. Maybe if there isn't any particular uh, memorable or, or moment of greatest pride at your academy how about one of your most impactful uh what have been one of the the most impactful and memorable moments at your academy wow i'll tell you you put him in a very hard spot now because i'm gonna there's probably gonna many, tell right? you it's it's tough because i'll tell you something uh my school uh my academy um i had an amazing time every time i was there every time i was i was with my students you know but uh, i i was going to bring something very simple but very powerful um i did a batizado 2018 i think i know if he was there when there was like four women was uh, pantera Mm-hmm. Formiga. That was the Batizada Pavão, where we met. Pavão. Yeah. And Cochinol. Uh, and then I had a moment when I, I was step back. The, guy, the girls come and say, hey, what are we going to do, Peña? How do you want to start? They say, hey, you know, it's your house. Whatever you want to <laughs> do, I'm going to step back and I, watch. I've just facilitated the space and the people, and now it's you do what you want, right? Exactly. And this was like in the, the, the day of the Batizad, I saw the girls work together, the four girls work together as a, each one put something as a movement. You know, we have a workshop as a one hour and a half, I think, workshop. And it was like, that just blow my mind, you know, because I was like, I was sit with Millie, we sit and we look at each other. And then I was like, hey, fuck, I'm proud of you, man. Look at this. <laughs> You know, I was like, because uh, yes or no, Mili, Mili, Ariana, Ariana, uh, Ariana, if you know Ariana, she's Pintinha. She was that, uh, she was my, one of the girls that gave a capoeira for the kids, you know. She was mm-hmm. in charge for the kids, capoeira. I was not here, she was the one, you know. And uh, Mili and Ariana, they're kind of uh, blow the, 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 the academy. They're kind of a, uh, go and do like a lot of stuff that they go uh they do a lot of a good activity with these kids and 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 this like ah there's one other thing one <laughs> other thing that blow my mind but i was not there i wish i could be there i was not there Millie, she did uh she did the uh, br- uh brunch a brunch here we call uh, cabana da sucre Cabana da Suc is like a place. I yeah. don't know if you know them. Yeah, you know. Uh, the, I, how I, do you call... uh, Cabana da Suc is the, the sugar cabin. There's, yeah, the sugar cabin. Yeah, the sugar cabin. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a very, very Quebec thing to do. Very Quebec thing. And <laughs> Mili, she's kind of, uh, uh, she 
she's kind of reserved the place and uh, all all the capoeiristas community here the montreal uh uh laval so was there everybody was there it was like a line a big line <laughs> and everybody was it was like only capoeiristas family it was this is something that I, when she took the picture and you can see like how long it was the line for the capoeirista i was like man this is like it's when i saw the picture, it's kind of like making me emotional you know making me cry because like damn this is like it's so fantastic you know like it's different nationality but everybody's a capoeirista and everybody going there to have fun and to talk which is like this is like the part of it to be a human being and be capoeirista and doesn't matter like if you are black, if you are white, you know, if you're like a woman or man, if you are Brazilian, <clears throat> Asian, African, European. No, no. Doesn't matter. You're capoeirista. We are there. Right? You're capoeirista, you know. It's one community, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the two, the two strong memory. But I will tell you something. Like every day, I have a strong memory about like the school. Nice. Uh, this is my true one. That I take <laughs> this this true one. Awesome, awesome. Listen, I um, I think that's enough for our time. I want to thank you so much. It's so good to talk to you again. I know, like you, you just brought up and reminded me what year it was, and I should be making notes in a journal somewhere. But <laughs> you know, actually, that's a you know something that people have reminded me to do, and we should remind anybody who's listening: if you decide to start Capoeira, get a journal. You know. I could write down like a diary of events you go to, you know, of who you meet and or who you've met and and uh, and stay in contact with them. It's really important in in I think what people will discover with who those who discover Capoeira will discover that it's very it's much more social than for most other martial arts academies and that you'll find in Canada. There's a huge chunk of it, um, and I want to be able to keep that going. And I, and thank you for accepting the invitation to give me some of your time today. For sure, and and I appreciate you taking the the step to do that. You know, I I always say to the people something: you don't need to be master, you don't need to be teacher, you don't need to be a professor. You know, to grow the capoeira community and to make everybody get together you know i don't care about about the title about the card i care about like what i'm talking to you now here we talk about capoeira you are from one group i'm from one group you know but we think about the grow capoeira and canada have a big potential to be uh, one of the strongest the strongest country of capoeira you know it's just like uh we just need to like to get more together, you know. I think, I think COVID we're gonna teach it, being teach that that uh, no matter no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, you know, how good you are in that, how bad in that, everybody's locked down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody, everybody have to do like a Zoom class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now everybody's equal. You know, no matter what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you want that? You want that? So that, that's Absolutely. like, uh, and then I like to see like this, you know, that are like, no matter like how rich or poor you are, you're always going to have my respect equal. 
you know yeah always nice so i appreciate appreciate uh you doing that uh pepe Zade. i think is uh is a is a very uh good opportunity to is this is a big window that you open and you say hey people let's talk about capoeira let's like talk about like how can we be better as a capoeirista as a human being how can we kind of make our students our parents uh our 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 friends like um get involved with the capoeira and gotta love capoeira because it's a, it's a freaking the martial art that uh you know that has so much to learn about so much more than just kicking and punching right oh <laughs> so much more and so much more so much more great stay on the call for a sec i'm going to uh stop recording and just got a few things.